This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's you, Sparky. 5 or 12.50 a.m. The Fan in beautiful Milwaukee, Wisconsin, as we live stream this bad boy of Curd and Long. Of course, you can download us wherever you download your favorite podcast, including on that beautiful Odyssey app that you can download for free. And, of course, you can always watch uh, some of these episodes on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page, where we are also uh, streaming right now uh, as well. Ryan Horvath, that is him right there. You can follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Bet MGM tonight, weeknights, while you're watching your favorite games. Find out all the inside tips on what you should be betting during the game, the whole deal. Him, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu, uh, part of the BetQL network. And, of course, uh, Bet MGM, baby. Get on board uh, with them. All right, Ryan Horvath. Uh, lots to get to. The Packers make their first round selection in Iowa's Lucas Van Ness. Uh, I will tell you that when it was at 13, or was it at 11? 11 or 12, I think, before that pick, I said, well, this this looks like it's going to be Nolan Smith. That That's where I thought this was going uh, at that point, and obviously it didn't go that way. And then Nolan Smith fell all the way to, I believe it was 30, uh, to Philadelphia at the end of the first round. So clearly the Packers weren't the only team that were scared off by Nolan Smith's size. I'm assuming that's the reason he fell uh, and ended up going down to Philadelphia. But... The receivers were all still there, and it was a while before JSN or the receivers went uh, later in the draft. Mayer still hasn't been drafted out of Notre Dame. We thought he was a first-round tight end, and he's still there. Buffalo ended up with Kincaid, which is a great deal, great deal for the Buffalo Bills, but he wasn't anywhere near where the Packers picked either. So all these guys we talked about being possibilities for the Packers at 15, uh, and then they move up and get 13 because of the, the Rodgers trade, none of them were even close to where the Packers picked. Yeah. Yeah, man. It, uh, I mean, the beginning of the draft kind of went down the way that I thought it was going to originally, right? Where we had Bryce go number one overall and then CJ goes number two. Thank God made a bunch of money off of that. Will Anderson ends up going number three, which he should have. He was the best defensive player in this draft. Right, I so like it's moving back up for him though. I don't think and there weren't a lot of people talking about that going into the draft. Right. Which Jeremiah actually had, I believe in his final mock draft, but I didn't see anybody else have them doing that. A lot of people, I saw people that were ripping the move on social media, like you can't be giving up future first-round picks because you're in rebuild mode and this team has too many needs. But, I mean, if those are the two guys that they want and you get your pass rusher and your quarterback in the same draft for your new head coach, I'm fine with that. Plus, like he's actually got – Ryan's actually has some time to build something there. Like unlike uh, Lovey Smith, you know, and all those lame duck coaches like David Culley, he's got six years, at least six years on that deal. So I kind of like what they did. Love what the Eagles did. That's scary. That defense got even scarier. I like Nolan Smith a lot. Originally, so it isn't that I hated the pick because, I mean, you know, JSN isn't going to be, I don't think he's going to be like Justin Jefferson 
or, you know, Devontae Adams. I don't think he's ever going to be a top five receiver in this league. I know some people do. So I was fine with that. Plus, I kind of like the receivers that the Packers do have. I think there will be good value here in the later rounds. Selfishly, I wanted Michael Mayer, but he hasn't even went yet. So you could still get him in the second yeah. round. So I'm not going to complain. We don't know. Where is he going to drop? Um, but I was just kind of shocked, and I was a little upset because I did bet them to draft JSN or a tight end. But at the end of the day, man, like I just feel like Van Ness is going to be a little bit of a project. I know Goot says he's going to play outside linebacker. He expects him to play day one you do have Rashawn Gary coming off an injury I just you know you see his player comp from Matt Miller as Preston Smith this is a first round pick I know some people had him number 10 on their big board I just uh you know I, I don't know I don't know how I feel about it I, I, I I'm fine you can never have enough pass rushers I want more pass rushers um but we'll see uh he wasn't on my list but I don't hate it I don't love it is that fair that's absolutely fair. I think I'm in the same boat. I don't hate it. I don't love it. I'm fine with it. And I get it. And I was on the Odyssey uh, Draft Sports Show uh, last night on YouTube while you were doing uh, your show. Uh, and I was on with Brian Baldinger uh, and Jason Lockenfora. They were the hosts of the show last night after they made that pick. And Maggie Loney was on there with me with uh, her podcast as well. We're the two little Packer experts on, on their show. Uh, and, and Baldinger was not happy. Uh, that they made that pick saying, how don't you get maybe the best offensive tackle on the board uh, at that point to help protect Jordan Love? Why don't you get another pass catcher, wide receiver, tight end? And my point was, well, wait a second. I mean, I understand what you're saying. However, let's look at what we got here. Preston Smith next year or the year after is going to be gone. I'm guessing it'll be two years, uh, but eventually Preston Smith's going to be gone. Rashawn Gary probably doesn't play to what, November, December. If we're saying an ACL is a year, you got hurt in the beginning of November. Probably didn't have the surgery till late November, early December. So he's not going to be back in time for the, for the start of the regular season. I don't think now, again, he's a beast. I'm sure. I'm sure he's rehabbing it. Like nobody rehabs anything like AP did Adrian Peterson when he was rehabbing. So maybe he'll be back much sooner. But realistically, you probably aren't going to have him. So he's this dude's going to have to play. Him and Ingabare, again, are going to get forced out there and they're going to have to play. I wouldn't be surprised if they take another edge rusher before this whole thing uh, is said and done to try and help uh, that room. Now, he also gives you the ability to play that three technique and put his hand in the dirt as well in different situations when you have Gary and Preston Smith already out there. Uh, Goody kind of brought up the whole Zadarius Smith thing. Uh, and kind of compared him to Zadarius Smith uh, in a way. Yeah. But one thing about Lucas Van Ness is he's all power, right? You see him. Ben Fennel had some uh, great videos on him during the season that people were going back and pulling from his Twitter account from like September and August that they were retweeting. The one play, he literally took Paris Johnson and drove him back like five yards and put him on his butt. Another play, he destroyed Skravonsky at Northwestern, just absolutely blew him up. So you can see that. Dude's powerful, right? His nickname's Hercules or whatever. So he's definitely powerful. But what he doesn't have, it doesn't appear, are really any other pass rush moves per se. So that's going to be, you know, coaching him up and getting him ready. And remember, Rashawn Gary that first year, and didn't do squat. But you saw a flash here. You saw a flash there. He's going to have to play sooner because they don't have two outstanding guys necessarily ready to go right away because of Rashawn Gary's injury. So he's going to have to play. But I like the versatility he gives you. I get down with that. Uh, Goody talking about fitting the culture of what they're trying to build in the Packer locker room. Want something that's going to work hard. And Goody's point is right, Ryan. And I can get down with this. Of You might be the most talented guy in the world, but if you're not willing to work, 
you're not going to realize your potential. And that's a big deal, it appears, for the Green Bay Packers, finding guys that, you know, love football and want to get the most out of their ability. Yeah. You know, I just I think that there's a couple different things that he has to work on, like most a lot of pass rushers do when they come into the league. But, uh, you know, kind of like Rashawn Gary, though. And I know that people are talking about like I jokingly said this on social media to Bart that he never started a game at Iowa. But But he did it. Right. That's how they roll, though. But he did have 14 sacks those last two years. But I just what I like about him. So 50 percent of his snaps when he was there came off the edge. But then he played 39% of his snaps as a defensive tackle. Like you said, he's all power, man. Yep. So kind of like Rashawn Gary, they used him different ways. When he was at Michigan, they did the same thing with him when he was at Iowa. So, I mean, yeah, he's powerful, man. He was a hell of a college player. He was. A if beast. you look at his athletic numbers, him and Rashawn Gary are almost identical. Like 40 times, cone drills, like all that stuff. They're almost identical. So if you love Rashawn Gary and you love what he brings – Again, they're going to have to coach up Van Ness a little bit, I think, with some pass rush moves. But right. they're pretty much identical. And think about it. If you've got two stud pass rushers for the next five to ten years on that defense, even with Joe Barry as a coach, you should be able to be better. Yeah, the more I think about it, I actually I, – I, I, don't, I don't hate it, man, because, I mean, this is what I wanted, too. I, I said I didn't want a wide receiver. Then I talked myself into one of the tight ends. The thing about the tight end, though, it's just way too early to take a tight end, and that's almost kind of what sucked about where – they were positioned because maybe they do take Kincaid or Michael Mayer. I mean, Kincaid even had the Green Bay Packer hat. You know, I mean, so they, they had interest there. But at the end of the day, you just can't take a tight end that soon. I even ripped Atlanta for taking Kyle Pitts that soon. And then they took a running back yesterday at eight. So, but um, because, like I said, man, like even if Jordan loves good, I don't know if this is a playoff team or a nine-win team even because of the defense. That's not me ripping Jordan Love or the offense because I like Christian Watson, and I think that they'll have a solid run game with Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, obviously, if they stay healthy. But the defense was dead last against the run. They got to fix some things up. And, uh, yeah, and the other thing is, like, you need guys that could get after the quarterback because you have to look at some of the teams that you're going to be facing. I mean, we don't know what the quarterback situation is going to look like in Minnesota after this year with Kirk Cousins, right? But Justin Fields now in Chicago – you're going to need some pass rushers to get after him. You know, not that Jared Goff has a whole lot of speed, but Detroit's building something, so I don't hate it. You know, the other thing about this is Brian Gutekunst, that post game or the post draft presser around one, was, was kind of brought up to him about all the drafting all these defensive guys in the first round. Like you just continue to do, I think it was eight of his last nine or something like that um, uh, for the Packers, whatever, that have been defensive type picks. And he continues to talk about, listen, the, I when I draft, I draft for long term. I don't really draft for now. Now, in this case, he's going to have an immediate impact now because of that position or whatever, but it's more long term. With that, with that, to me, screams is, so you don't care about the offense long term? Like, that's not a thing for you long term? You think you're at a position with Jordan Love that he'll be, he's good enough to make these other guys better? Look at the New York Jets. Look at the New York Jets. They needed offensive linemen. They got burned because the Steelers moved up. So then they don't get the offensive linemen, right? And then you hear the Jets say, well, you know, we got Aaron Rodgers. We play on playing with the lead. You know, we, we got to be able to get after the quarterback. So Rodgers, who wasn't happy with them not drafting offense early here, goes there and they go defense too because, again, you have a Hall of Fame quarterback you're expecting to score points, so you put all your assets into the defensive side of the football. No different than what Green Bay's been doing. 
Which, yeah, that was a brutal pick for the Jets, though. They they should have taken an offensive lineman. That old line sucks. He played at Waukesha North. Yeah. Will McDonald, the fourth. Waukesha yeah. North, right here, backyard. Waukesha North, not a great high school football program. But got it done, went to Iowa State, and ends up middle of the first round, man. That's crazy. Oh, I didn't love the pick, but that defense is so good, man. So it's like, okay, you got another pass rusher, you know? You got more guys to rotate in. But I thought that they should have went offensive line. Maybe they will here later on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just everything kind of went the way that I saw saw it going down until a little bit later on in the draft. And then, you know, Detroit had a terrible draft. Let's get to it. Let's get to uh, winners and losers here uh, of round one. Let's start with the Lions. Okay. Okay. So the Jameer Gibbs pick. Now, before we started doing this, Curtin Long, I I believe it was Tom Palacero said that the Lions were ready to take him at six. They were going to take him at six to run back out of Alabama had they not traded back. They were going to take him right there ahead of Bijan Robinson because Bijan was on the board at six still. He didn't go to the Falcons until eight. So they were going to take him in front of Bijan Robinson. Like you said, with Pitts. And they don't care about what you're supposed to do. They're simply looking to take the most explosive player they can find. Pitts was the most explosive player in that draft. I think going in, everybody thought was the freakiest of athletes. And I think in this deal here, obviously the Lions must feel that he is the freakiest of athletes in this draft. And then you hear Holmes talking about, we don't really look at him as a running back per se. Okay. Okay. So you, you look at him as a wide receiver then? Because that's what we're talking about here then. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Well, with Gibbs, he's like, he was Alabama's best receiver actually last year probably. So he's just kind of a weapon. You could use him a bunch of different ways. But, man, I mean, if you were going to take him at six, that means that you were going to take him over Bijan. Correct. That's insanity. I mean, I know that's here. Wayne Larravee was on the flagship last night, him and Baby Tosh. And I'm I'm listening to these guys. And Larravee said one of the Packer coaches told him, this was leading up to the draft. Draft hadn't started yet. Larravee said that one of the Packer coaches told him that Gibbs would be a better fit for the Packers than Bijan was. 
which tells me that more than likely they also had him in front of Bijan on their big board. So the well, Lions like, weren't the only team. I like Gibbs, but uh, no, Bijan's the better player. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree. You have to take Bijan if they're both available. But uh, yeah, that that room, the draft room for the Lions went crazy for that pick too. So they really like him. A lot of testosterone in that room. A lot really, of testosterone. Yeah. They're really out on Swift. It looks like man, because they're you got offers apparently, like, according to what I saw earlier. Yeah, they have David Montgomery too. Uh huh. From so, the Jets. Yeah, I thought that they were big losers in this draft because if it was 1993, that'd be a big win. But I mean, you drafted a running back and a linebacker, Jack Campbell, and they needed a defensive back. So I, I, I thought that they screwed that whole thing up. To be honest with you, did not like the draft for the Lions at all. Uh, so I'm going to call them losers in the division. I think that they're big losers. We're going to find out because. He's Gibbs is going to have to have a relatively main focus of that offense for this to be worth it at the end of the day. And obviously they realize Jared Goff isn't carrying the offense. So who's the most explosive player on that offense right now? Prior to making that pick, who's the most explosive player on the Lions? Who? For the Lions? On that offense, who's the most explosive player? I'll say St. Brown. He's awesome. The receiver. Is that good enough? I mean, I don't know if that's good enough. I mean, that that's that's I don't know. I, well, look at James, like James, James, James Williams back too. Yes, and we haven't seen a lot of him because obviously he was coming off injury last year and played the second half of the year, and then yeah, got involved man. in a gambling thing. I, I'm not there with Detroit. I'm I don't think Detroit wins the division. I think if they would have drafted the right way, I think that they probably would have. I think they may have screwed themselves last night. I don't think Minnesota is going to win the division either. They're terrible defensively. I think the Bears are going to win the NFC North next year. Really? That's my hot take. I do, yeah. I don't know how. I, the defense not very good. The Lions taking a tight end today would make sense. See, I like Justin Fields. My NFC North quarterbacks right now, if I had to rank them, I mean, Kirk's number one, unfortunately. Yep. But after that, I think it's Justin Fields. Jared Goff, Jordan Love, unfortunately. I think Jordan, I think Justin Fields is going to probably overtake Kirk Cousins here in the next year, too. I think he's going to have a monster year. I mean, he's finally got weapons. I like more. I like uh I like Mooney as a two, just not as a one, and now he gets to be a two. And then Claypool's definitely not a one in this league, but he's a hell of a three. They still have Cole Komet. I thought that they did what they should have done last night. They took an offensive lineman. We'll see what they do the rest of the draft. They've spent money. They got more money to spend. Yeah, I'd probably take a flyer on the Bears to win the NFC North or the Packers. I'm not betting the Lions and I'm not betting the Vikings. It would be one of those two teams. Everybody's down on Green Bay. I I don't think they're going to be the worst team in the league like everybody, like a lot of these guys continue to say, like Adam Shine. You know what I mean? I don't think they're going to be that bad. I think they're a 7-8 win team. And I think that's fine, man, because Jordan Love has never started a full season in the NFL. And... Our best player on defense, we don't know when the hell he's coming back. And we also, there's a lot of just question marks. I think the way to look at the Packers this season is they could be an 11-win team or they could be a 4-win team. Because the question marks are, you know, what's David Bakhtiari going to look like this year? Is he going to be able to complete a full four quarters? Elton Jenkins probably going to have a bounce back year. But, uh you know, is there going to be a year two leap for Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs? Because sometimes guys have monster rookie years, yeah. don't put in the work and then don't, you know, duplicate that success. And, you know, 
Is Jordan Love going to be any good? And then you look at the defensive side of the ball. When's Rashawn Gary coming back? Is Eric Stokes, who had a great rookie year, terrible second year before getting hurt, is he going to bounce back? Who the hell are the safeties? Are these young kids going to get any better? You know, the rookies from last year. How much is Van Ness going to play? Preston Smith's another year older. I just think there's a lot of question marks for all these teams, though. I get why the Lions are the favorites, but last night's a great example of why they should not be respected as much as they are right now. And especially Dan Campbell, man, because those were Dan Campbell picks, too. You don't know those were Dan Campbell picks. You got a lot of dudes. John Dorsey's there, formerly with the Packers, the Seahawks, and the Browns. He was sitting right there at that second table. Holmes is there, obviously. He was with the Rams. I mean, there's a lot of dudes that have a lot of NFL experience that were making that pick. I don't know if, if those were Dan Campbell picks one way or the other. Maybe. I mean, could be. Um, we'll have to wait and see. All right, who else did you uh, not like outside of the Lions uh, on the draft? I'm assuming you didn't like the Falcons with Bijan, or you did? I mean, I'm fine with it. I, I mean, I don't know who their quarterback's going to be because I don't, know that Des- I don't know that Desmond Ritter's any good. You know, you know what I'm fine with? If, why I'm fine with it, I should say, is because, uh, I mean, you want to start building something there, but – how good do you want to be? Because Caleb Williams is going to be there next year at number one overall. And now you have Kyle Pitts. You have Drake London, who was really good the first half of last season. I don't think he dropped the ball until like week nine. And uh, now you have Tyler Algier. You have Bijan. I mean, think of that run game, man. Patterson's still there, even though he's 45 years old. Somehow he gets better every year. The defense still isn't very good. I think they need some pass rushers. When I did my mock draft, I actually had them taking Van Ness. I thought that would have been the perfect pick for them. So, um, I think that that's what they need to work on is that defense. So you think they should have taken Carter. Yeah. My 16 year old was furious because he's a Falcons fan. So he wanted Carter. They come up they're on the board. He's like, Carter, really? Carter, Carter. See, that's and surprising I was like, as a kid. Because if I'm, if I'm like uh young Horvat, like up until like 17, 18 years old, I want the flashy running back. But that just shows how smart he is and how smart anybody that's watched Carter play is because I think he's going to be the best player in this draft. I think it goes Will Anderson, Jalen Carter. I don't worry about the workout, man, because there's some guys that just don't get up until it's game day. You worry a little bit about the off-the-field stuff. That's well, see, that's stuff. it, though, right? So they said that there were three teams that didn't have them on their board. I don't have any inside information. If I had a guess, Atlanta didn't have them on their board because I'm sure they didn't want him playing locally – where all his guys are and didn't want to take that chance of being surrounded by the same guys that he was involved in doing all this stuff. So I'm sure they were like, nope, not, not, not going to do it. Not happening. And then you read the report this morning, Terry Fontenot, the GM of the Falcons said he woke up yesterday morning and said, I'm getting B. John Robinson one way or the other. So he woke up and said, I'm getting my guy. That's how this is going. So he woke up bound and determined to go get his player. And Hey, I get down with that. If you're convinced that guy's going to be a stud or, you know, a a pro bowler every year, you can say whatever you want about not drafting a a running back in the top 10. But if this dude ends up being a pro bowler for the next 10 years, was it a bad pick? Is it still a bad pick because you didn't take him? I mean, I don't know. I I think it's a good pick if he ends up being that, that type of player. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Yeah, man. Like if Gibbs and, and Bijan end up being thousand yard rushers for the next six, seven years as running backs in this league and they play until they're 28, 29 yes. years old, 30 years old, it is like, yeah, I, I think those picks are just fine because let's be honest, man. Atlanta's not winning anything this year. They're building for the future. Yes. You know, I see people torching the Texans. That's why that, I guess that makes sense. Okay, you don't want to give up future first round picks, but I don't know, man. Like if Will Anderson is what he thinks he is for the next eight, nine years, just a consistent pro, 10 sacks every year. And I love C.J. Stroud. You know that. I'm so happy because just, all right, the test taking or the test, that that scares the hell out of you, the 18%. But, I mean, the film speaks for itself. We we all watched that game against Georgia. He was awesome. And uh, he was awesome his entire career there. So I'm going to label them as winners. Can we talk about another loser? How yeah. about my guy, Will Levis? How about my guy, Will Levis? I, I feel bad calling him. Hey, here's what's happening. I told you not to buy that Will Levis hype, though. I told you. I told you. He was no good. Didn't want him. I wanted nothing to do with him. Wanted to avoid him at all costs in Indy. And when they came up, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to happen. Oh, my God, this is going to happen. And then they I took Richardson, and I said, thank God. I did say, though, because I was mad that you guys were doing a show while I was doing my show. I said, you know, me and my buddy Sparky, we do the Curtin Long podcast. He's a Colts fan. The one guy he does not want in this draft is Will Levis. So you know who I want the Colts to take? Will Levis. Will Levis. <laughs> I wanted that to happen because I am so sick of these six foot five, six foot six muscle men every year that could throw 70-yard, 80-yard darts, sitting on their ass, smoking cigarettes at the 50-yard line. That doesn't mean anything to me, man. Like, and I'm not saying Will Levis can't be a good pro. I'm just saying that I don't see it. Dude, I'm Anthony sick of all the Josh Allen comparisons with this dude. I've had my fill of the Josh. If he ends up being Josh Allen, then every team in this draft is going to look stupid because they all passed on him. Well, outside of the Dolphins, they didn't have a pick. But everybody else passed on him. Now, where's he going to go today? Because here's rounds two and three. He's going to go somewhere today, right? So is who's going to take him? Minnesota? Is Minnesota going to take him? Washington, are they going to put him up against Howell? I don't. I mean, there's not a lot of teams that are probably going to look at him. Raiders? Well, I don't think Washington will do that. I think Washington bought, brought in Jacoby Brissett to be the veteran behind Sam Howell. And I really like Sam Howell, but the same like thing, man. He's really small. You know what I mean? And he played in that North Carolina offense yep. that made Trubisky look good. So we'll wait and see on him. I think that the Vikings would be a good fit because the Vikings are really only on the hook for Kirk, I believe, one more year. They owe him like $50 million this year, not getting out of that. But, like, Kirk's getting older. He's won one playoff game. 
Are, are you really going to – in the year after that, you'd really have to pay Kirk Cousins. What about so the Raiders with Jimmy G? That's the other thing. Jimmy G, he's not going to be there for three, four years. So I could see that happening. So I think it's either the Raiders. I think, yeah, I, I think it's one of those teams. I thought maybe Tennessee. But maybe Tennessee waits and takes Hendon Hooker. That, to me, makes a lot of sense. Is Will Levis even going to go before Hendon Hooker, who's not even at this draft? Will Levis said a couple weeks ago they did this interview. Here's why I feel bad, Matt. I'm not a Will Levis guy, but nobody deserves this. Even if he has a beautiful girlfriend and all these beautiful women surrounding him. Nobody deserves to sit in that room, that green room like that. Well, he's not the only one. There's several guys in that green room that haven't been picked yet. I feel like it's different for the quarterbacks, though. Like, we're not even showing Joey Porter Jr. He's going to go somewhere. He's going to be an awesome player, and we're going to be like, oh, good corners and pass rushers and linemen go in the second, third, fourth round every year. Good quarterbacks, though, and that's this league now. Here's the thing. I don't know that he does go today because – He has to go today. There's second and third round. He's not going today. But usually the quarterbacks that don't go in the first round now – Go to the third round and look at this board. Look at these guys. Michael Mayer's still there. Darnell Washington is still there. There's a lot of guys. All these defensive players. Yep. Joey Porter Jr., who knows? Maybe he's a, he ends up being the best DB in this draft. Who the hell really knows? So I, I just don't know that Levis goes because does he even go before Hendon Hooker? I'm not going to lie. I like Jake Hayner more than I like Will Levis. I'll put that on, I'll put that on this podcast right Fine. now. You've been but a Jake Hayner fan all offseason. If given opportunity, I think Jake Hayner could have a better career than Will Levis. Will Levis is that guy, man, where he could have a couple nice years. He's not going to slide. You know, he thinks he's a fullback out there. I don't want to continue to slander the kid. He's sitting at that We're not slandering the kid. We're just talking about the fact he's still there. But a couple weeks ago, they did an interview with him, and he was like, you know, if I'm not going in the first 10, 15 picks, I'm not going to the draft. I want to watch from home because that would be torture. And now – is worse you said. Now, do you believe, though, that it's because of the injury, because that's what's scaring these teams off nope. that forced them to miss two games? Or do you think that – They don't like the dude. They don't want to deal with them. They don't exactly. want to deal with them, period. It's his personality, whatever you want to call it. Like, everything you read. And I told you months ago when I heard this crap about him, like, I don't want to deal with this dude in the in Colts locker room. I want nothing to do with them. And that's why him and Kirk Cousins in the same quarterback room, oh, please, let there be a fly on the wall. I would love to hear that th- those conversations going back and forth. Now, I'm telling you, it's killing them. I, I don't think it's physical ability. I don't think it's anything else. I think he just rubbed a bunch of people the wrong way through this process, and that's yeah. how he fell down the board. I just look at him, and he just, to me, man, not to be lazy here, but he just doesn't look like a dude. Even these dumb faces in the war room. Remember when Rodgers was in the green room and they were showing him? He was just, like, pissed and moving around. You knew, though. Like, you could tell. Tom, even, like, when Tom Brady finally got his shot, you could just, like, tell. Joe Burrow, you know, last night, Bryce Young, even C.J. Stroud. Levis, to me, just kind of looks like somebody – I don't know what it is. But if I was a general manager, I would just take a look at him and I'd be like, no. <laughs> Well, I mean, if you would take a, a look at Lucas Van Ness and go, yes, Bakhtiari. Maybe. Maybe. Bakhtiari was on Aaron You got to be a badass che- to wear that shirt. Yeah, Bakhtiari was on Aaron Nagler's Cheesehead uh, podcast that he does last night after the draft. It was yeah. like 25 minutes long. I watched it this morning. And he asked him about what he thinks of Lucas Van Ness. He said he looks like a uh, Barbie Kendall to me. 
And I started laughing. I'm like, that is funny. Because again, it was that dude and then like his sisters or whoever all those blonde girls were. And then the brunette girlfriend or whatever. And then did you see the video circulating around Twitter about that? Did you hear about the video? With the dad? There's a video circulating around somebody, some person watching on TV. Oh, his buddy? They, They showed his dad... Pats his girlfriend on the butt after he hugs her. Oh, my God. All right, so I did some research, and I have actually a lot of questions, Spark. (laughs) A lot of questions here. There's always that dad. I, like, especially football player dads, man. Like, we all, like, went to, like, that would be the dad that would have the house parties, and he could be like, drink, you're just not driving home. You know what I mean? Yes. How he's tapping his girlfriend on the butt. So I did some research on that fine young lady. Her last name is Komet. Do you think that's the sister of Cole Komet? Oh, I don't know. I don't know too many Komets. But so my favorite part of the video and where I could relate to Van Ness and where I kind of like him. So he's got like his buddies at the party. He's having this big draft party. Did you see his drunk buddy? The they jumped on him while he was talking to the Packers. Yeah, we all have that friend. That kid had 13 beers. He's just so excited. Yes. His buddy, that's probably his That's probably his like lifelong, like his his like day one since they were eight years old, nine years old, that's probably his guy. And his boy just got drafted to the NFL. And he's he don't care about the girlfriend, the dad, the mom, the cameras. He just wants to hug his man. How I funny is it, it too? That that can, you know, I'm all in on Van Ness. I'm ordering a jersey. You think I'm kidding you? Go ahead. How funny is it that he's in Fontana, right over here in Lake Geneva? That's where they're having the party, Horvat. And he gets drafted by the Packers. A couple hour drive, boom, you're at your opening, you're at your press conference all ready to go. That was uh that was pretty he's, wild. So he's, anywho. He's the most, he's the most, I'm sorry, he's the most Iowa Green Bay Packer player ever. No. He got the blonde hair. He was watching the draft party where Bill Michaels has the cigar dinners. Like, where the hell was he at? You said he was, like, like where? He was in Lake Geneva. Right, no, he right here. It's like a half. Uh, what? I thought he, I thought he was in, like, what town was he in? Though? Fontana, which is, which is a town oh, that surrounds Lake Geneva. It's right there. Yeah. He called it Geneva Lake or whatever, but whatever. It's in Lake Geneva. So Fontana's right there. So that, that's where apparently they all were hanging out and, and watching the party or whatever. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, but the the getting back to what we're talking about with Levis, him and Hooker. So we'll we'll see which one of those two guys go first uh, coming up uh, later uh, tonight. Again, draft starts at six o'clock. Two picks for the Packers in the second round. Pick in the third round. All right, Ryan Horvath, wish list time. What uh, are you wanting the Packers to do here in the second round and third round coming up tonight? Yeah, I want Michael Mayer now that he's still on the board or a tight end. If Darnell Washington's there. Because, I mean, who's on the roster right now? Mercedes Lewis isn't going to be back. Tunyon's not back, so it's Josiah DeGuara. Even if you believe in Josiah DeGuara, you can't roll with just one tight end. And uh, so I would want a tight end. I mean, Michael Mayer would be great. I don't know why he's slipping in this draft. So if he's not there, Darnell Washington. Maybe you could take a look at Musgrave. I don't like him as much as everybody else, but who knows? I mean, in the right system, he could be a good pro. So I want a tight end. A slot wide receiver would be nice. Some of these guys that are still available. I would love Hyatt if he continues to fall. I just, I, I wonder because, you know, the Packers like these taller, speedy wide receivers, but I would love like a gadget guy for the LaFleur offense. Somebody that's like actually a threat as we talk about this on the right. spot. Like, you know, Tyler Irvin, like yep. coming, you know, but like somebody that could actually take a jet sweep for 10, 15 yards, catch a couple balls out of the backfield, move into the slot. I want a gadget guy for Matt LaFleur, a real speed guy for Jordan Love. 
keep adding pass rushers. I'm fine with that. You can never have too many offensive linemen. I wouldn't hate another tackle, especially just because I don't trust David Bakhtiari to play all 17 games and all four quarters in all 17 games. But number one on my wish list, man, if you can move up or if he's still there, I do think Michael Mayer is going to be an awesome pro. I think he's going to be an all-pro, a pro bowler, just really consistent and uh, really good. Do you think maybe the Notre Dame tight end thing is scaring some teams off? Like Tyler Eifert didn't really live up to the hype. Cole Komet isn't really what we wanted him to be. I mean, I hadn't thought, we about, it. I hadn't really thought about it. I think what's, what's killing him is he's not exceptionally fast, right? So he's, he's, he's so big and he's good at getting open, but he's not really the fastest guy in the whole wide world. So maybe that's working against him a, a little bit. I don't know. I didn't think about the Notre Dame tight end thing as far as them not really working out recently, but I think that's a good point. Well, I mean, it's just like, and it's becoming tight on you, so get used to it. But it's just like, you know, we do the thing like, oh, what Ohio State quarterbacks ever panned out? What right. Oregon quarterback before Herbert has ever panned out? You know, uh, we used to do it with Alabama quarterbacks. Um, so... I don't know. I just, I think he's going to be a really good player. And now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, I need a new favorite player. So selfishly, I want it to be him. I would be so happy with this draft if they were able to uh, land Michael Mayer. And I'd be happy with Washington too, because I think he is, I think his player comps Mercedes Lewis, man. Sure. He could be Antonio Gates because he's six foot seven, two hundred. more athletic than Lewis is. Yes. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. But man, he's going to have a 10 year career because he blocks. And another guy that didn't start really. So I would go with Fanas. They just have way too many. Yeah, but they just have, but that's a, yeah. But I mean, I'm just saying Bowers is out there doing everything. Right. All right. So let's, let's look at it from this perspective. This is what I'm going to say. I would like two pass catchers. Okay. Now that means it's two tight ends. Cool. And that means it's a tight end and a wide receiver. Cool. But between second and third round, I want two guys that can help uh, Jordan love going forward. That's what I want. Now, I have a little bit difference of opinion here on my other guy. If it gets to their first pick, which is 42, I believe, right from the Jets. That's what I'm, yeah. If Branch from Alabama is there, I want Branch from Alabama. I want him right there. I want the safety. He can play corner. He can play safety. I know he's not fast. I know. But the kid missed like two tackles his whole college career, guys. They don't have anybody else. They've got Ford and Savage. That's it. They got nothing else. You have to get a safety. Now, that safety from Texas A&M, people say he'll be there in the third round. So maybe they'll take him in the third round. All I'm saying is if Branch falls and you're at 42 and he's there and you still have three tight ends on the board, handful of wide receivers that you can get with your other pick in the second round, I take Branch at 42, come back at my tight end, and then wait on a wide receiver to the third round uh, if that's something you want to do. The other thing I'm seeing in these mock drafts, because you know, these websites all have mock drafts up now of what they think the second and third round is going to look like. A lot of people, Ron, have the Packers taking an offensive lineman uh, here uh, in the second round. A lot of people have them taking a guard center uh, with this pick here. I've seen Tipman from Wisconsin being taken. Uh, and two other, two or three other guards uh, as well penciled into the Packers here in the second round. I guess I would be surprised by that because Elton Jenkins obviously is at left guard unless you think they're going to move him back to right tackle. I can't imagine they're ready to give up on Myers. I know he didn't play as well last year, but going into year three, you're just going to ditch Myers and, and put Tipman in there at center. I don't know. And, and again, I'm a Badger guy. I'm all about drafting Badgers. I'm fine with that, but... I guess I would be a little bit surprised if they went with an interior offensive lineman in the second round today. Yeah. 
I wouldn't be surprised at all. You would be surprised? Yes. I would. They've been drafting offensive linemen like a bunch of them. Plus, they had the guys on the on the practice squad they didn't want to lose. Players. Huh? Yeah, that's because Goot doesn't hit on any of these picks. So we have you've got Zach Tom should be your right guard if you don't like Runyon. Your oh, left shit. guard is Jenkins. Bakhtiari's at left tackle. Myers is at center. If anything, you need a right tackle unless you're going to roll that dude on the practice squad that everybody likes. No. But otherwise, no. you need a right tackle. We're drafting Michael Mayer today. Or Michael Yash. Mayer. What? All right, so, or Yash, if you like Yash at right tackle. Hey, I'm looking at it right now, okay? Who screws this day up for me and we don't get Michael Mayer? Here's the teams that pick before the Packers. The Steelers, do they need a tight end? No. The Cardinals? No. The Lions? No, but you know, do your Colts need a tight end? Uh, they've got three tight ends that are all trying to be good. Is Mo Ali Cox still there? They need to take a damn wide. Yes, he's still there. The former basketball player. They the, need to take a speed wide receiver to put with Pittman. That's what Rams, I want for Indy. The but they'll Seahawks, probably go offensive line. The Raiders, the Panther. Oh man, the Saints are going to ruin this for us, aren't they? We're not going to get Michael Mayer. No, they I want to pass. She had him last night, and they didn't take him. I want a pass catcher. I like the receivers. I again, I think you're going to get a good receiver if you want in the fourth or fifth round, because I mean, you have like. You know what I mean? Like, how many how many targets is this kid going to get anyway? Like, if you draft JSN, is he getting more targets than Christian Watson? Nobody no. could get more targets than Romeo Dobbs. I don't know, though. Romeo Dobbs was really good those first couple weeks of the season. And then that was an Aaron Rodgers thing. Rodgers and, like, you know, Dobbsy. Rodgers <laughs> broke that poor kid. Let's be honest. These guys love Jordan Love. And, and they're all going to grow together. Um I think you just, man, you got to have a, you need, you need a tight end though. And, and it can't just be DeGuara. Cause the other thing is, is DeGuara going to be healthy? I wouldn't be shocked. You're, you're right though, man. They might go offensive linemen. And what if gonna Joey be- Porter fell? I don't think they would take him. Holy crap. Do really? you? At 42? No, I'm going to tell you something. If Joey Porter is there at 42, I'm calling Rajul Douglas. You're going to safety. What do you mean? Watch the draft. Click. We'll take Joey Porter. I mean, that, that, that's it. Done. Because you don't know about Soak's health. Like, why wouldn't you take him if he's there at 42? I'd, so I'd they, do it. They got 42 and 45, we have to remember, too. Maybe you can convince Joe Barry to play a little bit more press then. Because that's what Porter maybe, specializes in. Maybe. All right. So let me redo my wish list for today. Now, now you've set it off. I want Porter Jr. and I want Michael Mayer. That'd be awesome. I'd be excited if we got both of those, too. Yeah. I'll come home for every Packer game if that happens. Yeah. He paused and have to sell his tickets to me. Yeah, oh, that that's what I did really quick. My wife was not happy. Jets season ticket package split four games with my buddy out in New York. That's a Jets fan. So how far of a drive is that for you? Two hours and 15 minutes only. Oh, that's $1,400 $1, is all I spent. How are the tickets? Are you like way up? The the oh, no, no. Really good seats. I just got lucky that, uh, this guy that I'm buddies with is loaded. He can, he's got like a, a crazy job where I don't want to say what he does, but he's like in and out of the United States a lot. Yeah. So he can't go to all the games. So he's like, and I want season tickets. I've been waiting for this my entire life. Uh, so got in on it, man. I'm pretty excited about it. My wife was like, you know, you're going to spend all that money to go to Jets games. How many tickets did you get? Four. Oh, so the family can go then. Yeah. So, well, one of them. One of them. I'll have to choose between my wife and my son. I'll have to break a stick and you throw said you've it. got four tickets. You've only got three unless you're having another baby that I don't know about. You got three people. Well, no, no, no. So I'll have a one and then with his and his other one, 
like he's got another buddy that's in on it too. And that's oh. how it was only $1,400. So I'll always have a plus one to go with me gotcha. if I want, yeah, but yeah, I'll yeah. be with two other people. Okay. Now I understand what you're saying. Okay. He's been going to games for years. Like, you know, the Mark Sanchez era, the Chad Pennington era. He's seen it all there. So we'll see. I'm going to go watch Rogers though in New York. Now, good luck with that. I'm just so glad this whole thing is over with him. All right, my friend, I, we will talk to you again next week. Kurt and Long on Monday will recap the entire draft, see what the Packers do in the second and third rounds, uh, and looking forward to that one. Have a good one, y'all. Toodles. Toodles.